With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, it is difficult to believe, but it's true. According to my records, according to my count, this is the 100th Policing Matters podcast. Um, We get together once every couple, three weeks. We record three or four segments. We've done it over and over. We're in my kitchen in, in the city and county of San Francisco. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We've done a lot of really heavy and then some kind of light fair topics. We've done suicide by cop. We've done stop and frisk. We had a little debate about Apple versus the FBI. Um, we've tried to figure out ways to prevent officer suicide. We've talked about gang injunctions and their effectiveness. The notion of contempt of cop and how you can kind of keep your cool in the face of a knucklehead who really is trying to get your, get your goat. Um, and we've done some fun stuff, book lists, movie lists, television shows that we like. One of the topics that really resonated very, very strongly with uh, the audience, uh, with emails and comments and what have you, was vehicle pursuits. So I thought, as in celebration of our 100th episode, uh, let's, let's circle back and talk about vehicle incidents and vehicle pursuits. What are your thoughts? I mean, these things are inherently dangerous. There's policies that are, in my opinion, too restrictive. Then there's policies that are too permissive. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, they're, like everything that I try to talk about, there has to be some sort of a balance. Yeah, you would hope so. But I think as we talk about it now, it was just as when we talked about it the first time, there's a strong visceral reaction by line officers who say that the executive level mm-hmm. of their departments have no clue in dictating how police pursuit policy should be made. And, you know, serving on both sides of the fence as a line officer for for the first 10 years of my career and then serving in command in the last 10 years, um, I've seen both sides of it. Uh, I understand the frustration and we, we received the most emails, the most comments on the show where we talked about vehicle pursuits from cops saying, hey, look, you have no idea what this individual is fleeing from. Maybe they ran a red light, but maybe there's a body in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they just shot up a bank. Who knows? So the, the problem is you can't, you can't base your pursuit policy on the what ifs. Um, like use of force, um, you have to have the objective reasonableness of the facts known at the time. And so I'm sorry, line guys, that's my my executive summary on on the executive side. You have to realize that chiefs and sheriffs are political animals, that they report to the mayor or some other executive level that says yes or no. And they are at will employees and they could be fired tomorrow with few exceptions. Sheriffs are are elected and some chiefs are. Um, But otherwise, uh, they have to bend to the political will. And they're responsible economically for uh, 
the the officers, their well-being. You want a, a cop on the street as much as you can get them on the street. It's, it's certainly no good, both morally, ethically, and, and also uh, uh, economically. You don't want cops hurt. You don't want cops out of commission. When we talk about Leoka, we could talk about law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty and, and traffic collisions are up there. They're number one or number two every year. So, so those are the concerns. The, the, the crashed car, the hurt officer, uh, the, the suspect that you're chasing, racking up, crashing, uh, the pedestrians or other motorists in the line of this pursuit. All, the, all those things are considered when making up that policy before you can say, yeah, boys, you know, hit the road, uh, go catch them. I don't think you're said no chief ever, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, it, you know, kind of speaking to the the decision making, I think, is really what is most important, in my opinion. The ability to drive a car fast mm-hmm. is I'm going to use finger quotes, cool, but that's not the important piece. The important, the really important piece is right between your ears and making the decision to pursue or not to pursue, to discontinue a pursuit if it's, say, for example, you're hurtling towards a place where there might be an elementary school. Sure. Um, You know, and there's other ways also with technology now, not 20 years ago, but today, we have things like OnStar. We can identify the, the, the plates on the car. You could radio that in. You could figure out where the car is going to wind up. We have the, uh, what's it called? I think it's called Star Chase, where you actually fire a little GPS thing at the back of the car. You know, where you can figure, if you have a known location where that, that subject is going to be, if it's a stolen vehicle, you don't know where they're going to go. Right. Right. I mean, and you don't know who's inside. Um, but if, if you have a fair understanding of, you know, it, that it, it's the registered owner, sure, uh, that you can find them later, you know, so you can make the decision of like, all right, what's tactically the most, what's important now? Go sure. back to Brian Willis's thing. Right. What's important now is that I get home safe and I make sure that the violator has been captured in a safe, in the safest possible way. So for me, it's, you know, and then there's decisions like, you know, who calls off the chase? Is it the supervisor who's, you know, 30 miles away, right. you know, in the, in the squad room? Or is it the, the, the officer who's in the moment, who's probably jacked up on adrenaline and maybe got a little bit of, I got to get this guy kind sure. of a mentality. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of things that go into the drafting of that policy. No, and I like the, I like the objective third party who can weigh all the things where the officer, like you say, he's <clears throat> caught up in the moment. And you, you think you're so close and you're really close to ending the chase. Uh, you have no idea what else has gone on with that. And why is somebody going at breakneck speed to get away? Certainly, there must be more than a red light, right, or a tail light out, or something. Yeah, but I, I think I think you hit on a point where technology is going to ca- catch up and help. Um, where you do fire a GPS or you send your pilot drone out to follow the car, because I mean, you could GPS the car, you find it abandoned, you know, a mile later, and you have no idea still who the driver is. Whereas if you had the ability to, to put uh, a, a drone out on the individual. Mm-hmm. You might actually see, photograph the individual and their escape plan and everything else. I, that's coming. It's got to come. I mean, we're talking about, you know, who, who could have thunk it 30 years ago when we're talking about driverless cars or um, electric cars. Or flying or, cars. Yeah, right. So it's, it's coming. So, um, you know, it might be the next generation that gets it, but... Um, 
I mean, we've seen so many technological advances over the last 30 years, um, and, and we just keep making them quicker and quicker. Um, I would lean on the side of caution and say, I don't want any of my cops hurt or killed in a traffic collision chasing a guy for what we know to be as a red light registration, no taillight, no license plate violator. I, I, I got I to gotta go conservative and say no chase. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, that goes to the decision-making process. Taillight, let them go. You know, find them later. Look for, the, look for the plates. You know, we have license plate readers on cars all over the city. The car is going to turn up again. And you might find the RO in it. Right. You know, now if you have someone fleeing a violent crime, you know, if you have someone known to be a, a violent offender yeah. and is wanted for a crime, right. you know, is, is sus- sure. suspected of something, have at it. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, but, you know, for the, for the more minor, you know, yeah, it's an indicator of someone, you know, who might have committed another crime, but might is a really big word in here. You can't go on Mike. Oh, it could you be have that to go their, unknown. their license is ex- expired or they're a DUI. God help us yeah. chasing the DUI don't want to do in that. a pursuit. Yeah, you don't want to do that because that's it's going to end badly for somebody, right. uh, whether it's the driver of that vehicle or the driver of other vehicles. Or pedestrians. Uh, um, so, you know, that's, again, on our 100th podcast segment, amazing to me that we've already gotten to 100 i can't wait to see what 200 is going to look like right um it's that was really one of the things that you'd said uh it got a lot of comments we got tons of email email us again we want to hear from you want to know what you're thinking about um in terms of what what pursuit policies you have in your agency do you agree with them do you disagree with them what would you do to make them better uh, email us at policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.